Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. We are pleased to see that in verse 24, Nephi is already inquiring of the Lord. The note I made on this is the contrast between how Nephi will has the pattern of always going to God to be influenced, and Laman and Lemuel keep waiting around to hear Nephi's words. No wonder they always felt controlled or maneuvered by Nephi because they waited until he would teach them something and they wouldn't go get it themselves. Verse 25 builds on this. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto my father. So again, both Nephi and Lehi are getting their information directly from God. Laman and Lemuel have a tendency to be passive and they wait for angels to get in their face or for their brother or their father to bring it to them. As a philosopher of psychology, one of the most important things I look for in my clients to have confidence that they're going to move in the right direction as they fade out of their lives, have they built the rituals of accessing the words of God into their own private lives in ways that start to supersede even what I give them? It is one of the most exciting experiences when you're in a therapy session and your client says to you, while I was pondering the things you and I talked about, I received further light and knowledge above and beyond what you taught me. I gained clarity. I gained a, a new insight or even the opposite. Like in my case, the important thing for me to do is not what you taught me to do, but something else because of my revelations. And so Keep passing on to others and check yourself. Are you making sure that what you're bringing into your brain is ran through the God filter? So that even if you're using human beings as a stimulant of thought and pondering, even this meeting itself, please do not take what is said here by me or anybody else and just put it in your head. Don't just say Marie said or someone else said, say, the revelations I received after thinking about what was said, after pondering was said, that is the most important thing for you to hold on to, okay? And that is your liahona. Unless you've got one that actually has a ball and pointers on it and you ain't telling anybody about it because that's so cheating to me. Like if you've got one and you found a way to get one, you, sh you should tell me, okay? So I don't have to wrestle so much with God to get the principles I have to find. As I was trying to gain discernment over the difference between revelation and my own thoughts, this verse 29 became very important to me. Verse 28, as I was working to um, build momentum in getting revelation, it was very comforting to get a three-word recipe. All you have to do is put a little faith, diligence, and heed behind the words you're given. And then you get entitled to more. Then you get more revelation. Then you get extra. I was very relieved at how simple the three words are. Faith, you don't even have to have a knowledge. All you got to do is go, maybe this will work. That became my first definition of the word faith. Maybe if I try this, it might work. It doesn't have to be like, maybe it will for sure. 
then I found out that diligence isn't nearly as diligent as I thought it was. Like when I first started trying to be diligent, it was with good, solid 19-year-old attention deficit disorder diligence. Everybody know what that looks like? All right. It's inconsistent. It's sloppy. It's messy. It's like, oh, yeah, I was working on that. Oh, yeah, I'm working on that. And then heed. For me, what heed is, is like double checking the recipe and seeing if you're following it. Double check the recipe, seeing if you're following it. Am I getting this right? Am I getting this right? And so the simple process of just having three by five cards that had the original recipe on it and then just trying to follow it better next time. So maybe this will work. Put some effort into it and double checking it with the recipe and you're entitled to more revelation. That's all you have to do. And my testimony is it works. It doesn't have to be any more than that. And I'm sad because as a therapist, I also look for when people aren't doing those three. Okay, they don't believe it might actually work. They're not putting any diligence and they're not even double checking the recipe. In fact, they're changing the recipe to put stuff in it that doesn't make sense. And to weave in verse 29, and as you start getting revelation, one of the easiest ways to tell you're getting revelation is because it's easy to understand. It's not, God doesn't play head games. He doesn't go smoke and mirrors or let's make this hard for you. This is not a New York crossword puzzle. Okay, this isn't advanced Sudoku, right? When a revelation is needed, it's not rocket science. He breaks it down into pieces even our brains can understand. At least that's my experience. I'm aware that there's some um, spiritual calculus out there that I have yet to learn. There's plenty of things out there that are in the next few chapters of my life and beyond. But the part that matters now is plain to be read and gives me understanding. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.